What's up, gente? We are back with the final episode of the Mag of the Zine Cultura series. I am here with a very special guest. We got Valentina on the line. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thank What's you. Poppin'? <laughs> What's poppin'? Thank you so much for doing this again, y'all. The last time we tried to do this, the audio did not want to cooperate. So um, this has been, you know, I really, I really, really wanted to include you in this. Your perspective is super important to me, to the zine. So I just want to thank you again, Valentina, for, you know, just being open to, to do it. Because it's it's been a long time coming, but it's okay. Because this girl hard at work every day, every day. Um... So thank, I'm thank, thank you. Hell yeah. So I'm really excited to have you here. We can just get into it. Um It is day 85 of of this genocide that's happening of this genocide on Gaza. Um Honestly, this is Hold up. I think it's day 83. Are we messing up? Day 83. Did you look did you look it up? Let's see. Let's see. I'm looking 84 days. 84. Already. That's crazy. That's crazy as 84 fuck. days. 84 right. days mm-hmm. there we go how are you how are you feeling how are you handling how are you coping how are you i mean um, like you know there's there's sense of just like different emotions at all moments because yeah we're obviously in different like material conditions right like mm-hmm. i'm being able to sleep in a home to sleep in a bed wake up next to my parents like you know i live with my family so like wake up with them like i was just watching a video of a little kid screaming asking for his mom without knowing that she died in one of the airstrikes right right so like that's exactly the roller coaster of emotions that like i'm so glad and thankful to be awake and to be able to fight for Palestine from where I am, right? The belly of the beast. It is my duty to fight for Palestine. Um, At the same time, this is a very um, visible, like, war genocide happening and seeing the videos, trying to keep updated with everything that's um, going on. Right. And yeah you know there's like blood in these videos there's like heads that are like smashed i saw this video of this kid whose his head was smashed like yeah i mean i could go on and on talking about like the horrific videos that we're seeing so obviously that makes me feel really sad and drained yeah hopeless i can't believe we live in a world that this is happening still a very like ongoing genocide colonial project right that is funded also by the u.s where i live and mm-hmm. that's why i call it the belly of the beast right so it's a lot of conflicting feelings right um at the same time then there's the feelings of like hope and victory and a free land right mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and resistance and strength and all these emotions, love, right? That when I think of Palestine, that's what I think of. And when I think of its people, that's what I think of, right? Right. Like, we're also watching these videos and we're still seeing them, like, pray to God, thank God, 
give mm-hmm. themselves to God, right? right? Um, yeah, so it's a roller coaster of emotions, you know, from like thankful to being Palestinian and the people and thankful for their for their fight, their strength, and that gives me strength. Um, and then also like just really sad tired all the time yeah our minds are running crazy just wondering like how has it been 84 days yeah how is it possible that the u.s vetoed a ceasefire mm-hmm. vetoed aid going into gaza how is it possible that like all these countries in the u.n voted for a ceasefire but just because the is um israel and the u.s don't and you know the u.s has veto power boom nothing's gonna happen right that's like the like, last thing what is going on yeah yeah how have we allowed like our world to be conquered and like the strings be pulled just by these folks that are only caring about their profits yeah yeah, it's fucked up. Um, I know this is kind of like a big question and, you know, I, I don't really know. But as far as because we've discussed this before and, you know, I kind of asked along the lines of like, what are some things that an ally can do, you know, outside of like protesting? And you mentioned, you know, hit them where it hurts, like in the pockets and stuff like that, um, which I think was great because that's so true, you know. Um, what are some and again, I know this is kind of a, a big question, but like, what are some do you think? kind of like governmental steps that need to happen because this whole like u.s like this u.s exceptionalism kind of thing is i feel like it's kind of a big driving point you know like we're the ones funding it we're the ones completely bypassing congress and giving billions and millions of dollars you know selling arms to israel and all this you know all of this shit so if i guess if you were like in a governmental position of power what would be the steps that you take I mean, if I was in a governmental, like, I mean, I probably wouldn't be in a governmental role of power in the U.S. Because I would probably get, like, um, I think it was, it was, um, damn, was it? I think it was Rashida that Mm -hmm. somebody paid another, another guy, like, somebody paid this guy 20 20 million well didn't pay him but they offered 20 million to run against Rashida so that she wouldn't be a representative again Jesus Um, yeah so we have to understand the monopoly that the Zionists have on politicians and on governmental roles so I probably wouldn't even make it to a governmental role because of probably another opponent being funded by scientists with so much money for campaigning right. that they would win right. <laughs> um but also i'm not like yeah i don't i think even in, in an ideal world if i was in a governmental um position i mean i, I would do anything possible to fight for a ceasefire right totally um but I think as like a local person, as a human that lives here in South Florida, mm-hmm. right? Like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the very accessible things to do is boycotting, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, and I think that people should really take into consideration that it is easy to boycott. Right. We have it in our heads that it's hard, but it is not that hard mm-hmm. because there are so many alternative products. There are so many like um, alternative supermarkets, for example. You know, right. we live in South Florida. We have access to a lot of supermarkets. Right. The Dominican supermarkets, the Arab <laughs> supermarkets. Right. Like, so many different supermarkets that you can get alternative products at so many different sodas like no brand sodas or like from different um country sodas right Mm -hmm. like not eating mcdonald's not going to disney not eating like sabra like all these companies that somehow support and fund israel like it is very easy to stop eating using and using them and i think people just need to wrap their hair around around that right and just take the steps to switch their um daily lives Mm -hmm. for the long term because short-term things yes they help and they feel like immediate and it kind of gives us that boost and i understand that we want things to like change immediately Mm -hmm. reality is that um imperialism is not one day two day thing to beat right Mm -hmm. and we're seeing that now we're seeing again you said it 84 days it's not something that we just one protest went out one day stopped using um these companies that fund israel right no it's gonna take years and we've been seeing also this fight be like this isn't the first time that gaza is bombed Mm -hmm. right a few days ago, it made the 15-year anniversary of the beginning of the 2008-2009 um, Israeli like violence against Gaza right. that lasted 22 days. Right. Right. Here we are again in 2023, three months in. So we see that this happens. Right. So we need to stay committed to what we do and we need to understand that there's many different roles to play right so boycotting is one of the very again accessible and easy things that we can change in our day to day what she's saying y'all this is for life this is a lifetime boycott this is not until we get tired this is not until everything stops until this is ceasefire no this is everything dismantled period Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think understanding the importance of educating and awareness Mm -hmm. right so i mean you mentioned going to a conversation with friends Mm -hmm. that is amazing that is amazing that's why i was so interested Mm -hmm. because that is how you create like the shift yeah you know and the shift that we've been seeing now is huge right right because it's been so visible Right, it was so visible that even the people that at the very beginning were critiquing Palestine, now they're like, hold up. I dug deep into understanding the history and I cannot believe what I posted. Right. I am here for the Palestinian people, right? right? We're seeing a huge shift. I mean, on social media, Mm -hmm. in the world, Mm -hmm. we're seeing millions, thousands of people do weekly protests yeah do weekly um actions yeah 
We're seeing highways getting shut down. Mm -hmm. We're seeing people going to their city halls to talk to their um, local representatives, right? Mm -hmm. We're seeing our representatives being called every day, emails going out every day mm -hmm. by people that have known about this and also people that just started learning about it. Right. Um, so with that said, right, like, things like holding these conversations things like holding film screenings things like um just bringing up the conversation wherever you can for it to become a moment of learning yeah and having patience with people understanding that we are walking like testimonies and we are walking like awareness and educational people right right so anything we know we should share it at the same time we need to educate ourselves also to understand what we're sharing right, right. and having like yeah having places where you're like hey everybody come come eat let me show you what palestinian food is come everybody let's have a conversation about what's going on right come everybody let's talk um even yesterday i watched that movie israelism that's like been getting um a lot of like hype around what's specifically like right now because of what's happening right and at the very end of it there's a circle of jewish folks that are talking about their experiences of unlearning everything everything that they were taught growing up right because their whole childhood and adulthood was based on this connection and identity of just like Israel. Right. And so now they're, then they go into the IDF um, and they realize, wait, why? Why did I just grab this little kid in the middle of the night to get beat up by the soldiers right damn why are we doing stunt drills of like in the middle of the night going into families that haven't done anything and disrupting their sleep like traumatizing them yeah. all these all these tactics that they have yeah to scare to murder to um break like palestinians right mm -hmm. yeah so now they come into now they're coming into like awareness and they get you know again it's a circle of conversation right because they also need support because they're all learning and they're realizing the truth their communities that are Zionists attack them right right so these circles these conversation places this build of community is so important mm-hmm because being part of like knowing the truth and being part of movement isn't easy. Right. So building conversation again is such a great tactic to bring people together, to build relationships and to unify us because that's what's really important, right? For us to be unified and for us to understand that we're fighting not just like the cause of Palestine, right. but the overall causes of a of like that are oppressing our folks nationwide right. because it's not just palestine right you have sudan that has 6.9 um million people displaced right like that's wild yeah yeah definitely 
And it's like people wouldn't know about everything else that's going on in like Sudan and Congo and, you know, what's happening in Yemen being cut off from like the world food supply and like, you know, all of these things um, unless it wasn't for Palestine, truly, you know. And I, I actually spoke with this uh, about this with Elias, too, that it's like Palestine had to be the sacrifice for the rest of the world to make yeah. this great awakening, you know. Um, yeah. Which is crazy because I see on social media a lot that it's like especially like you know white spiritualists and stuff like that um and just like spiritualists in general you know are very quiet when it comes to this because they thought the great awakening was going to be around them and they knew how to guide us and blah 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 and it's like you know it's just it's fucked up and it's unfortunate um but you mentioned something about um the about Israelism, Israelism, and that got me thinking about these young Israeli nationals that are, you know, being berated by their communities for refusing to join the IDF. And, you know, honestly, that's like the bare minimum that they could do, you know. Um, so I guess my next question to you would be, as far as people here who haven't been like engaging in social media and stuff like that, like haven't been doing their bare minimum, um, and I, it's not your responsibility to be nice to these people. It's not your responsibility to cater to them or tell them how to properly do activism or whatever, because it truly is the bare minimum. But um, for people that haven't spoken out, what are some maybe what are something that you can offer something that, you know, because it's like, what the fuck, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Does that make sense? Think, well, it makes sense what you say. I think that this idea of like. Like, I get what you mean by the bare minimum, right? Like, I feel that. Um, but I think that we need to, like... Because everything... Anything and everything matters, right? Right. Everything is like a domino effect. Right. So, even if folks are just posting online and we're considering that the bare minimum, we still need to consider that something, right? Right, right. Because when you post online... You're gonna have, even though we're being shadow bound, shadow banned, and like censored, right? Like, I used to get like 500 views, now I'm getting 100. Yo, what? Stories. Literally. And I mean, imagine, and that's just not me. It's like everybody and anybody posting about Palestine, right? Right. And there's actually like articles and people coming out being like, yes, any Palestinian content is being like censored. Um, which that alone just shows you, right? Right. Because our cause is like, true to the heart like it is true to humanity so people again are waking up and they're seeing that so what do they have to do they have to censor us um so anyways even posting online is a domino effect and it's something right so we should also like yo that's good keep posting like let's not shoot down people that are doing anything so even the folks that aren't signing up to the idf yo that's that's again domino effect right. because you see one person not signing up to the idf then another person isn't going to do it and then another and that's how you have these organizations that are basically based off that right, right. folks that didn't sign up to be in a murderous military um and now they have like multiple people that are doing it right not just one person here and there it's like multiple um israelis are saying no I don't want to participate in a military that murders and kills Palestinians and that in a state, in a country that's built off this, that's built off violence, right? right? Um, so I think that 
that should also be like acknowledged. Can they do more? Yes, we can all do more. But we're doing something and from that, it always becomes more because people see it right. and people get more comfortable, right? right? Right. So I think what's important is again to post, to have these conversations and to proudly like, yo, wear your kafia out. Oh yeah. Wear the kafia all the time. Talk about it all the time. Let people know what you stand for. Right. Right? Because what they want is for us to be scared. Mm-hmm. Right? What they want is for us to not wear our kafias, to not show what we stand for, what we support. Right. Because then people won't know and people won't feel comfortable. Right. And it's like, yo, why do these people, um, um, like, like, I guess it's just like, why do you think they're trying to censor us? Why do you think they try to put scare tactics? Like, there's people that are standing up for Palestine. And what do you think they're getting? Death threats? Right. All the time. Right. Loss of their jobs. They're losing. Yeah, they're losing their jobs. Right. Like, they're attacking folks. So we need to stand in solidarity with one another. And if a lot of us are standing for Palestine, they can't, they can't, um, they can't kick us off our job, jobs, all of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so I think, like, yeah, like, what people could do is keep posting, keep talking about it, host people at your house with these conversations, right. have um, film screenings at your house if you can, or find places that are having it. Mm-hmm. Invite your friends to Palestinian restaurants. Talk yeah. about the food. Oh yeah right eat the food be in community um and also do the other stuff right that is more active go to your city hall right and when there's like the open format where people can talk go and say yo i am a worried um member of this community Mm -hmm. why are these cities passing resolutions in support of israel right why are these cities buying so many bonds supporting israel right why do we have a weapons manufacturer right here in boca in our backyard yeah right and and why why did the all the weapon companies um stocks go up right the war started right the same thing happened when ukraine um happened and we sent how many billion dollars over there right who was getting rich of this the people that benefit of war right so be so be against war, right? Mm-hmm. Understand the dynamics behind these type of wars, right? Because you have the oppressor and you have the oppressed. Right. You have the war side of people that are resisting and fighting against their oppressor to to get the land back and to to be able to live in their land peacefully. Right. And then you have the people that are making funny videos on TikTok. Right. Right about the people that they're killing, about looking for babies to kill. Yeah. Like, asking for engagement in the middle of a war zone. Yeah. Of people that they're killing. Literally. It's giving very menstrual shows, like, back in the... You know, like, back in, like, segregation and stuff like that, you know? Like, this shit is wild. This shit is wild. It's so disrespectful. I don't even, like... Watching those videos is so nerve-wracking. Yeah. So... We need to make videos standing with Palestine, mm-hmm. right? To fight 
fight against that. Definitely. We need to send our friends information about Palestine. We need to be doing, like I said, go to the city halls. If there's something happening here that has your representatives, go. Mm -hmm. Call your representatives. Try to make conversation with them. Ask for a meeting. Right? We asked for a meeting with Frederica Wilson. Have we gotten it? No, we haven't. But we're going to keep trying, right? Mm, okay. So, like, do all of these things that do matter. Because we need to have our voice heard. And we need to show that we are a majority. And that the folks that are supposed to represent us should represent us. But they don't represent us. Right. And because they don't represent us, we will not vote for you. Right. Right? Hell Yeah. I actually love this whole, um, I was talking to Elias about this too, but this whole, uh, for 2024, right, this upcoming election year, and I'm just like, I feel something in the air about, you know, the people versus the president, because at this point, you know, I also wanted to ask you about your meeting with, um, Frederica Wilson, I'm interested in that, but it's like, come to this point that it's like, this government has continuously paid billions and billions of dollars such that any time that i see these numbers on social media like obviously it it affects me but i'm kind of just like i'm numb to it at this point where it's like money is clearly not real because y'all keep printing it and sending it wherever the fuck you want and there's mass homelessness mm -hmm. here you know like there's we have zero free health care where we're sending billions of dollars that provides israelis with free health care it's like what the fuck is going on you know what i'm saying teachers are not paid enough you know farm workers are not paid enough um, and these are like the backbones of, of, you know, American society type type of thing. But, um, yeah, I'm very excited to see how that goes as far as like, I'm not, I'm not fucking voting, you know, and I'm someone who strongly believes in like local elections and, you know, local government and stuff like that to actually make a difference. But it's like, look at it, look at how much Democrats and liberals said that they were for this when it's like, you know, Republicans and conservatives and all of them agree on the same things. They're just wearing different colors, you know, type of thing. So it's fucked up. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a one party thing. Like, yeah. They both and benefit the rich. Yeah, definitely. And that's why all that money is going to that again, because they're, they're getting money. They're getting so much money <laughs> from war right now. Right. And I was seeing something that was like a difference between the workers' pay and like the owners' pays. And like, yo, look at even during the pandemic. Yeah. Yep. How many people lost their jobs? Mm hmm. And how many corporations got filthy how rich? How many people were struggling like yep. crazy? Yep. Exactly. And what did we get? A thousand two hundred dollars? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. And then people want to act like, oh, you should be thankful you got that money. Damn. We weren't working for months. Type. Mm-hmm. A thousand two hundred does nothing Has for food, rent, bills. Right. Especially inflation going up and the price going up forty percent in this city. Like that was a joke. That was a joke yeah yeah so exactly and that's what americans need to realize yeah like why are we allowing our tax dollars our money to be going abroad for war for killing people right for a clear genocide instead of it coming into our communities right, right to pay our teachers for our kids to have better education right to fix our schools that are messed up inside, that have mold everywhere, that mm -hmm. are disgusting. Mm -hmm. For 
like horrible food that we have right it's all grease not healthy yep gmo sugar all that mm-hmm. processed For all the schools that have been closed due yep. to budgeting yep yep, yep. Uh, because you're choosing to spend the budget money instead of in education in war yep and in police yeah so why are we allowing that right because we shouldn't right why do we have how many homeless folks do we have throughout the country not right. just not just here in miami no resources even the homeless shelters are always full and even the homeless folks don't like going to them right they feel like they're it's not as helpful it's crazy people can't pay for the bills people are working two to three jobs right come on what type of life are we living right we work 12 hour shifts 14 hour shifts mm-hmm. for zero so benefits yeah take care like, of the kids be stressed right like yo this is crazy we're living in a real bad moment yeah and it's only getting worse this isn't new this isn't just a shift happening and boom like all of our money is going abroad no this is has been happening this is what the u.s is built on because it's built on getting resources from other countries and completely destabilizing them as a country right right yeah I'm actually looking at endhomelessness.org and americanprogress.org. I got a few references up here, y'all. Um, and it says, roughly, it would cost at least $20 billion to end homelessness in this country alone. Like, $20 billion to end homelessness in all 50 states. But we have somehow $866 billion to send abroad and, you know, all of that shit. So it really shows you where, you know, these priorities lie, which is honestly full circle, which is why I agree that these conversation parties are great because it's like it brings up the truly like financial nature of all of this. You know, people profiting from more, like you said, Valentina, um, and this whole uh, profit over people culture that we have found ourselves in. Um, you know, it's white men ruling the world, um, you know, Christian land owning same bullshit as before um and constantly seeing you know people of color women of color voices suppressed um you know indigenous voices suppressed when they're the when they're the main ones doing work for land back movement and you know conservation of the environment and stuff like that um they're not being considered when making green deals when they're the ones that are doing the work you know and that's like a big factor in uh you know indigenous recogni recognition you know leading to you know land preservation stuff like that so it's like consult the communities you know like ask the communities what they need and you know i i just i hope we get into that era too because like i've seen a lot of people that also kind of are like you know representatives of the state have to be at the same salary as the average person from that state you know like a teacher or a fucking a pharmacist you know they have to be matched at that salary and nothing more nothing less because it's like how was that you know how is that fair so i'm glad that you brought that up too because it's definitely a definitely has to be a shift as far as like financial and economy because like to think that this country profits off war and our tax dollars go to dropping white phosphorus on children is just it's sickening you know when you really think about it and people yeah. people don't want to fucking think about it it's like you have to be uncomfortable you have to face the reality and have some you know the cognitive dissonance is fucking crazy but people don't want to 
people want to talk about it. <clears throat> but, yeah, I agree. And our, our representatives should represent us, and they should be part of our communities. Right. The people we have, they're not part of their communities. Right. They're not. And they don't speak for our communities. Right. I wanted to ask how you're... Um, so, Frederica Wilson, representative... She's a Democratic representative in Florida. Um, let's see. Congressional district. Okay, cool. Um, what was the what was the meeting about? What was your guys' um, kind of game plan going into that? Yeah, well, you know, Frederica Wilson um, stated different times, like, her support for Israel and Israel's right to self-defend. Frederica Wilson, you know, she has very much shared uh, her support for um, Israel and I know I saw it somewhere how much money she's gotten also from Zionist entities um, and you know she talks about caring about like water accessibility Right. she talks about um, like the Nigerian um children that went missing the, the girls right right like you know talking about like the importance of that and like her support for finding the girls so we see that she's choosing and picking like what things to care about right right, right. because when it comes to gaza not having access to water and basically palestinians having their water controlled by israel right where, like, what are you saying now, right? Right. When it comes to the thousands of children that are being murdered, their limbs being, having to be amputated from um, these airstrikes, right? Like, what are you saying now? Right. How is it possible that you're still saying that Israel is just defending themselves? Because they're not. Right. They're purposely killing civilians. Right. Right. They're purposely destroying civilians' home. Right. Because this is a tactic, right? This is a tactic to kill and wipe off Gaza. And they've said it. We're going to flatten out Gaza. Right. So that's what these representatives are in support of. And they are proudly saying we support it, Right because they're getting money from them. And if you don't have Zionist support, there's a big chance that you won't get reelected, right? Right, right. So um, we wanted to talk to our representative, Florida 24th District, mm -hmm. to explain and let them know that they are members of the community. Mm -hmm. Fucking hypocrite. Yeah, like that don't support Israel and this genocide that's happening we right. don't support all the airstrikes being um dropped in gaza we don't support them running over bodies in their tanks right we don't support them like oh my god the images of all the men yeah. that were at um like naked mm -hmm. walking like what yeah and what happened? We've been asking for a meeting with Frederica. We haven't gotten it. We had a meeting with the staff. Mm -hmm. The staff just basically like took notes of what we were saying um, and said that would relay the message to Frederica. 
but we haven't gotten a response, right? But yet again, they're supposed to represent us. Right. So are you supposed to listen to your community members' voices? Right. What, you think just because we had a meeting with one of your staff that took down notes of everything we're saying? Right, that that was enough. Right. That's not enough. Right. So that's why I tell people, yo, like, drown them in our emails, mm-hmm. in our ask for meetings, mm-hmm. so that they understand that majority of their communities are in support of Palestine. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't shift their politics and if they don't educate themselves, right. then again, they continue to not represent us. Right. They represent the money. Right. Right. Yeah, it's crazy because it's like all these people are really exposing themselves at this point, you know, like exactly as you said, Frederica chooses to, you know, care about clean water and access to water. And it's like, you know, people are people are dying of water infected based diseases in Palestine now, you know, like that's that's becoming a thing. Um, And all of these social media accounts as well, you know, kind of shooting themselves in the mouth um, Uh with I think you've I think you've probably seen um, the Juba Long and the crazy fucking like they delete the posts gaslighting the gaza genocide and they're like trust me if israel wanted to commit a genocide in gaza it could they deleted that one they deleted um they deleted a few and it's like y'all like you tell on yourselves you know and yeah and i think as americans we need to stop like only caring out of, about america yeah yeah like we need to understand that what america does uh, north america the u.s and mm-hmm. canada mm-hmm. and the uk and friends like all these colonial powers yeah what they do is take and take and take and take and take from others mm-hmm. attack destabilize and like um starve yeah these other countries for yeah. the benefit of these colonial powers right. right so you brought up yemen and it's like yo the fact that they're trying to like Yemen already is like struggling and then they're they're trying to do this whole thing to end like the aid that goes into Yemen. Right. It's sick. Because Yemen is the only one with the spine. Standing up for Palestine. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it shows us, it shows us. And I mean I'm telling you, like the US budget, there's millions of dollars that go into like international affairs right. with the purpose of like destabilizing these countries. Right okay well with all this being said um the u.s being we talked about a lot we've 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 spoken a lot about you know the international perspective like you said um you being palestinian lebanese um you being born in chile um raised in chile as well Uh yeah i was there till i was seven awesome so you kind of have the best of both worlds also coming as an advocate and as, as an activist um you know you're able to speak spanish you're able to reach the community um i guess i would i guess we can kind of get into um because we talk about this with every debate as well or every uh, interview as well but um i guess your thoughts on you know intersectionality between the movements because we've covered that a lot already you know talking about yemen and talking about congo and sudan and stuff like that but you you know valentine i would love to hear your thoughts about that yeah um well when i was in palestine um there was like a huge 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 uh portrait of george floyd mm-hmm. and watching videos of the journalists and folks in gaza right now that are like 
being bombed and yet actively saying like yo our heart our prayers go to Sudan right right like we see this inter interne intersectionality right right so we see kind of what you guys said that once Palestine is free right like that's like everybody will be free we right. see that because Palestinians take into consideration all these other fights for um, like self-determination right right um, so I would say like as Valentina I think it's really important to understand the dynamics and the parallels um, in the way that our, our oppressors act um, and have been acting right, right because they literally have books of tactics um and yeah they might shift their tactics a little bit here and there but it's the same right because the land that we live in right and and we should acknowledge the land in north america that we live in mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. that belonged to indigenous folks of this land right that were murdered that were um poisoned mm -hmm. right that were um taken and displaced that were pushed into being in these schools right to like assimilate to european and to whiteness right right um so we see these tactics happen over and over again right um so i think yeah like we just have to acknowledge all these struggles right, right. the struggle of here of the indigenous folks here that fight for their land right because their land was taken and what our role is living right mm -hmm. in it because when we fight for palestine um and them getting their land back we should also fight for indigenous folks here getting their land. Right. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the fight of like black liberation. Mm -hmm. Right. We do have the class difference. There's black folks that are rich. Right. And they're always going to side with the rich. Right. They don't care about the workers. Right. But we're not going to act also like black and brown folks aren't like second class citizens here because right. they are right right Definitely. and you see those um similarities with palestine right. right um so we are like here we're second class citizens i mean we've experienced racism mm -hmm. getting called like terrorists right i mean now even now like what you're seeing is that the palestinian folks that are out in the street shouting for palestine and what are these signs or these like uh, white supremacist folks screaming i wish you were getting raped i wish you would get beheaded i wish you would die jesus like right. and then we see how the cops right how the military treats palestinians on the ground we see how the cops treat us right we see all these similarities right we see like vietnam right what right. happened what did the u.s do and how vietnam fought back right it's crazy that you palestine mm-hmm
Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say, it's crazy that you mentioned that, um, that police part because it's like, this literally just happened at the latest, you know, collective action in front of Elbit Systems in, um, in Boca Raton. And these fucking police showed up like 50 deep just on the Palestinian support side. And they're all squatted up. They drew a line in the grass, like all of this shit, you know, it's like, these people are not here to protect us. They're not here to help us, you know. Um, so I, I actually wanted to ask you about that. What would be, because I've, I've tried to understand, like, what would actually come next. But it's like, ACAB, right? Forever. And the whole police system needs to be dismantled. It, it came from slave catching. Like, it has a horrible racist history, you know. Um, but it's like, in times of... You know, people are like, well, if you don't have the police, who do you call? And it's like, we only have a problem like this because violence is rampant, because people are committing crimes to eat, to live, you know, stuff like that. And obviously, you know, it's a little it's a little deeper than that. People are fucked up and they actually do to harm people. But it's like, how would you in a in a perfect world, right, in a new world where we don't have police, what would maybe be your like solution to that? Instead of instead of police, who would we call, you know, like who do we look to in the community to like keep us safe because it's really like at every protest you hear who keeps us safe we keep us safe you know right yeah and just to to say like those tactics of like them only being on the palestinian side right those tactics are are also performative right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because when all the pictures and all the media they want to see that the cops were on our side yeah because they want to act like oh they're they're rowdy they're right. bad so the cops have to be there and like that's not the truth right right the truth is that you see us standing and just chanting and you see them again screaming those things i was saying like right i wish you were raped i wish you were killed all these wild things right. and they're not getting um censored they're not being like told anything they walk to our side to inflict violence and they don't get stopped until like they actually touch somebody right right literally and if we put one step on the street they want to arrest you yeah so we see right we see where they stand um and to answer your question i mean look i love this ideal world view right right um but we don't live in an ideal world so what i would imagine is years of and like years i mean years and years and years of um I guess like adding more resources specific to like the needs right right so for example like when somebody when somebody is shot here why is police the first ones to pull up right right instead of the ambulance being the first to pull up social workers right community members right like Right, and and you have folks that are working on that, right? Right. Um, on like building these alternatives, but even with these alternatives built, if we don't have a plan to put less budget into police and also like shift what the police stands for, then <coughs> like the police are always going to be there to oppress us. Right. Um, and I think that we don't, we shouldn't like. I don't believe in a world where, like, how can I say this? Like, from one day to another, like, we're not just not going to have police, right? Right. 
it's gonna take again years but at least with within those years like let's work on the police having like a different uh, like different training different roles right just different don't carry roles, guns like, police all over yeah. the world carry fucking batons they don't carry guns you yeah. know yeah exactly why they're so trigger happy so yeah. don't carry guns right um let them actually be part of their communities right so like if there's gonna be police let them be part of the community right like so that folks know them so then it is comfortable calling somebody and being like hey um my headlight is out you know like things like that where like they're based on actually helping and bring safety because after a school shooting adding more cops that didn't bring safety right literally yeah i mean we're still seeing i mean the fact that america has so many school shootings it is disgusting it is embarrassing and it is exactly the example that huge budget that goes into safety and police does not work right because our kids are still being murdered in schools in a place that's supposed to be safe so instead of funding police put more money into education right put more money into listening to your kids so that the folks that are being bullied the people that um, maybe have these urges to kill other people so we have resources for them right they don't have to act on these violence but they act on it because they see it as such a normal thing right because the u.s is violent so it has normalized violence over and over and over and over again yep I mean, all we watch in the news, all we watch in these video games, all we watch is violence. It's yeah. death. Mm-hmm. And that's by design, I think, you know. It is by design. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, in an ideal world, I think that we would have more resources, more numbers, not just 911. Right? Yes. For yes. specific things that we need. Yes. So that we don't give, because, and that's how they, like, monopolize, like, the budget going to safety, right? Right. Because they have this just 911 be everything, but it's always just the cops. Right. I mean, the fact that we have cops that are called into situations where there's people with, like, autism or, like, disabilities, where they're not able to, like, maybe understand the cops or, like, these situations that we've seen and then they get murdered. Right. Right. So, like... I don't have the answer to your question, basically. But what I'm saying is that in a safer community, cops could play the role of actually being community safety. Right. And actually being part of, like, um, making people feel, like, safe in healthy ways. Right. Without guns, without violence, Mm -hmm. without their trainings that they're... um, that they're like they, they barely even get trainings right. they have no de-escalation trainings right. all their trainings are just like again violence like I'm gonna keep saying violent 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 mm-hmm. and I always go back to this Black Mirror episode right. that is like about the military mm-hmm. and they're having they have like these specific helmets I guess yes that basically they visualize the roaches normal people mm-hmm. yeah being like terrorists mm-hmm. and like roaches and like disgusting right and one of their helmets one of the guys um and it's a black man his helmet breaks Mm -hmm. 
So he actually starts seeing the people that they're supposed to kill mm -hmm. as what they actually are, right. which is just like human beings um, in the country that it's based on. I forgot exactly where the episode is based on, right. but like just like a mom holding like a daughter, mm -hmm. um, like starving, trying to get food and like just like being regular people. Right. But in, when they're wearing the helmet, they look like they have to kill them. Right. So it's kind of that. How do we get over, um, overcome this helmet that we're, that mm. like the military and the police here are being made to wear? Right, right, right. Love that. Because we could have a military and cops for the people. Right. Right. Um, it, and, and I know that that sentence itself is contradictory, but we need to understand that we're not going to get to a world where there's no military and no cops for years. Right. I'm not saying it's not doable. <laughs> But that's going to take years. Right. Years, 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 years. So at least what we could do is shift who they are for. Right, because right. Because the military and the cops are for the workers <laughs> and are for the people. Right. Then that's completely different than having what we have now. A thousand percent. Which are military and cops that are for the rich, that support um, and protect property and the landowners and that instead of supporting the workers right so mm -hmm. it's completely different if you have a cop that goes to a business owner and goes hey you didn't pay this worker right right that's a great point actually i love what you said about you know while it may take a while for uh you know military and cop systems to completely disappear at least we change who they work for for real like who they are like who they're in community for and i i love that that's i love that hell yeah yeah we gotta we gotta you know switch switch it up yeah this whole world i mean it should be like we can't live in this capitalistic um world anymore it's not yeah. doing us good it's yeah. literally harming our world and yeah. we need to have you know the workers be leading because at the end of the day this world moves because of the workers right facts facts i would love to see like a a resource and barter system because like truly like i've been seeing that on tiktok where people are like i don't have 200 i don't have 150 dollars for this set of nails or this lashes but i got 200 dollars in ebt and they're like fuck it let's do it you know and i'm like that's what's up you know like i know it's you know kind of a parody and a joke but it's like that works you know you have something i need i can provide something that you want you know what i'm saying and i feel like yeah, that definitely course, just you know you. i mean yeah and that's how it used to be and that's how it could still be where yeah. like we trade right we, we work our land mm -hmm. we trade mm -hmm. um i mean but yeah and i think it's doable i think we see countries that are doing that um and i think that they're like I mean, I love the example of, like, um, Cuba, mm -hmm. you know? Like, Cuba's agriculture was very affected um, because of the sugar canes. Um, and now what you're saying is, like, and it's been years in the making, right. but it's different ways of reactivating their land mm -hmm. to make produce so that they don't have to... Um, depend on other countries right, right so right. that their island could be self-sufficient in creating product for the people right um but that you know that takes years that takes right. years and they're under a blockade mm -hmm. um 
by the U.S. that has 200 plus sanctions right. so that they cannot live. Um, so, yeah, like seeing the countries that find alternatives to become self, like self-dependent right. so that they could create for their own people right. is really important. Right. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. I think we'll get to that point. I think it's going to take a while, but I think people are, you know, the gears are starting starting to finally turn for a lot of people. Um, and people are really asking them questions like, my God, like, why is it so expensive to live? Inflation is crazy. Why is why are eggs so expensive? Mm-hmm. You know, why is everything just... Mm-hmm. I think and that's how it starts. are so expensive. Yeah, yeah, we can grow them ourselves. You're saying, like, I think so too. I think it's going to happen. It's going to take years, but I think it's going to happen. And I think yeah. we should. Yeah. We should do that because this whole, like, the way the fact that we also, like, import and export so many things right and the and the food that we're like also like eating yeah has so much less vitamins yeah so much less nutrients yeah um and i mean the u.s specifically like yo we have like no regulations to the shit that we eat yeah yeah the fda is a joke because really it's like you know sugar and and coke are damn near the same thing you know what i'm saying Mm And just to bring it back to Palestine, but that's, you know, the folks there still work the land. Right. And that's why you see, like, how they burn our olive trees. Right, right. It's a disgrace. Like, it's exactly, it's an attack. And yeah. That's, and, and also, that, that's the tactics that you see. Yeah. Um, from the imperialist. Right. They bomb. The way of life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So they start by bombing your food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bombing your cows, bombing your agriculture fields. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. And also, just to say, like, here, I remember, like, we cannot ignore that that happens here, too. And the fact that, for example, like, um, I remember being in a conversation. I forgot exactly where what, what state it was. But because of the such crazy mass production, right, that we have here happening... <laughs> Um, which is very much affects us, right? Affects our ag- agriculture here. Right. Um, there was like piles, right? Like huge acres of just like shit, like literally shit, right? Right. From like um, um, the animals. And what do you think they do with that shit? They then spray it into the communities mm. because they gotta get rid of it. Right. So these communities are getting sprayed with like shit. <laughs> Right. Like, like when I was hearing this, because obviously this doesn't like where where I live in Miami doesn't happen. I have never, I haven't encountered that. Right. Um, I don't know if it happens in Florida and other places. It probably does. I don't know. Um, but when I heard the story, it was like so shocking. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. So it's like even we're like they're harming our own communities here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why we have such high levels of cancer, mm-hmm. such high levels of diseases. Mm-hmm. Right. Which we could bring it back to Palestine. What are we seeing now? Right. I mean, these hospitals don't have functioning tools. They don't have electricity. They don't have any of these things. Um, and we're seeing diseases, you know, start right. to really take over. Right. And those are the different steps of like genocide and trying to wipe out a whole um, like population. Right. Attack the food supply, dehumanize them, break them down in their fucking spirit and, you know, make it easier to 
conquer and shit. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. And starve them, and disease start coming mm-hmm. up. So now they're not only dying from a bomb, they're dying from these diseases, etc., right. etc. Et and now you're also bombing the hospital workers, so they can't even get help if they wanted to, like. Yeah, I mean the fact that they're journalists, the doctors, yeah, the writers, they're all getting murdered too, which is the ways of like helping getting the word out, um, and then also obviously helping on the ground in the hospitals, the nurses, like yo, they're killing everybody. Um, and you know what's coming out right now is a lot of news around the suicidal rates, right, in the military, right. And how, what, like, one of the militaries woke up in the middle of the night and just started shooting um, at their, like, the other soldiers. Because war is not nice. Right. We should not promote war. Right. These kids, these 18-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it's all fucked. Inshallah, we see a free Palestine in our lifetime. I know we will. Um, it's definitely gonna take some work though y'all when a ceasefire is called the real work fucking begins and I hope we the listeners are ready for it I hope we are motherfucking ready and I know we spent a lot of time like talking about international and like kind of breaking down the reality of our everyday and like how the budgeting that goes to war affect us here Um, but I think you and I think you brought up something really important Palestine will be free mm-hmm. and I think for the listeners it's really important to understand what I mentioned earlier that everything matters right every conversation matters right and the more people that understand what's happening because what happens is that they try to censor this education so mm-hmm. people don't understand the history mm-hmm. right and it's a it's really important to know the history it's really important for us to know what's happening right now right. and why it's happening mm-hmm. and with that said it's really important to understand that Palestine will be free and that victories are happening. Mm-hmm. Even through the, gri- the grief and the sadness, mm-hmm. right. it's people fighting for their land and they rather do that and they want to do that. Mm-hmm. There are people that are getting offered millions mm-hmm. of dollars in Jerusalem in all these places so that they can leave their homes and they are not leaving they will stay there Mm -hmm. and those are the people that we need to look up to Mm -hmm. we need to look up to these people that are fighting to stay in their land because they love their land so much because they love their people so much right and we also need to understand that it's really hard to live in those conditions so a lot of people leave right but why do they leave because of these tactics these dehumanizing tactics these humiliating tactics. Right. When you go to Palestine, if they think anything of you, they question you for hours. They could even deny you going, going, um, like going actually in, right? Right. Um, and they humiliate you so that you don't come back. Right. So, like, we need to acknowledge all these tactics that they have to try to break us, and we need to overcome them. Yes. And Palestine will be free. Palestine will be free, baby. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
all right y'all this has been a great conversation valentina thank you so much um i really appreciate you you know coming back on and you know us being able to to do this um i really value your opinion your perspective i'm really excited um to get to feature you in the zine um i will definitely be sending that to you as well we'll be publishing it um for everyone listening listen to this listen to this woman listen to this fighter this activist everything that you do matters just stay involved stay educated um and don't lose hope the palestinian people have not lost hope after 75 years um so we can't either um i appreciate y'all for tuning in listening and until the next time we out here